0: Resistance. In existence, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. We'll have a part and match us, Here's how we practice. The last start of conversation. David Jason. Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott.
1: And this is Patrick Riccardi.
2: And this week we're doing
1: 1978 versus 1998.
2: Don't know why you felt the need to rush that, but that is what we are doing. Uh, Just two
1: years. 1978.
2: I'm just going to speed that up and post, so it's. 1998. It's going to sound exactly the same, except you'll have a chipmunk voice, which I've always dreamed of. Badger voice, yeah. So we'll start with 78 with, uh, I guess, the Billboard top singles, which is what we always do. Which, the more I look at them, the more I'm like, it's a bad idea idea to do the top singles because they're always kind of shitty.
1: Do you want to do that? What I there's a message board do you have uh, polls about. What is it? The
2: yeah, the albums. It's like the it's called the Paz and Jop poll, which is like right. A, they get a bunch of critics together and have them vote on the top album. I'll I'll mention that, but we'll we'll go with the singles because we can.
1: i voted with... for one. I, I usually have I have, didn't take the time to vote off, often. I'm looking at. Uh, stuff on that board on my phone and i can't vote but i did vote on one the other day i voted for chumba wumba tub thumper
2: oh yeah that was the that was the alternative singles one yeah that's what i voted for on that one too
1: that was that's kind of a fun song It's I good.
2: Mean, yeah it's, it's a good karaoke
1: song too it's not 98 or 78 but it, it was a fun song and that might be the last year i listened to songs on the music on i'm sorry on the radio
2: yeah, i i was I was done with the radio before then, but I, you couldn't really escape that song. Maybe or...
1: that's maybe that's what it was. It was just playing in bars all the time. Because like, I, a lot of the time when I I look at top list of whatever stripe, I'll know the songs I like because I had the albums, but I won't necessarily know all the songs. But I did know that song pretty well, and I remember being drunk and and drink, and singing along to, drinking the night away. Yeah, it's a good drinking song. Uh. No, pissing them that away, sorry.
2: It's, yeah, it's still about drinking, though. Uh, yeah, it's no pogues, but it is next best thing for a quotation mark alternative drinking. Whatever
1: stuff. happened to, to Wumba.
2: I think they're still around. You know, they were like some kind of anarchist collective, really. Really?
1: That's yeah. A, I, I think I do remember hearing that because it makes, it makes the fact that that was such a, a light pop song even funnier.
2: Yeah, I remember they, they were telling people to just go out and steal the CD. <laughs> um, anyway, 1978, which was probably close to the time they got started. I don't even know. Uh, they'd been putting out albums for years, Chumbawamba. But uh, 1978's top 100 Billboard songs, uh, Andy Gibb dominating, and his brothers.
1: I think, I don't especially like Bee Gees music, but I, I like the fact that Bee Gees stands for Brother Gib. Brothers Gib. Oh, does it? I, I, that's what I was told when I was a kid, and I've always liked that.
2: Yeah, well, it makes sense. I thought it stood for big girls because of their voices. Uh, But yeah, a- Andy Gibb and the Bee Gees. Well, the Bee Gees songs on here were all, I think, released in 77. I think that's when Saturday Night Fever came out. so they were, But they were still charting in 78 and uh, these are not good karaoke songs because uh, you have to put your testicles in a vice to sing them.
1: But they are good songs for uh, giving CPR.
2: Yes, as we learned from The Office.
1: And The Simpsons.
2: And Law and & Order, SVU.
1: But No, that's that's a uh, Shadow Dancing is a good song to rape to.
2: Oh, is that what it is?
1: Mm-hmm. That uh, guest appearance of Robin Williams.
2: The, the uh, yeah, Shadow Dancing is number one for the year of 78, followed by Night Fever by the Bee Gees, and then uh, maybe one of the worst songs in history, You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone. It's, and the, it's not like, the song was already terrible enough, but then she had to go out and say that it was about God.
1: But she didn't write it. Who wrote it? Someone named Joe Brooks. Oh.
2: Was he in Slayer? That would make sense.
1: Oh, so there was a film named "You Light Up My Life."
2: Yes, it was. I think it was some god awful like love story type film. I mean, like you know, the book and movie love story, where somebody was dying of some disease or something. I don't remember.
1: So the the guy who wrote the song wrote and directed that movie.
2: Oh, so he's a triple threat. Uh, literally a threat because he wants to kill you, apparently. With, with the song. With shit. Yeah.
1: It starred Michael Zazlow, who I've never heard of, but would make a good Bond villain name. Zazlow. Just Zazlow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you remove the Michael. And
2: then you got Staying Alive. Staying Alive, actually, kind of a depressing song if you listen to the l- lyrics, um, which is one reason I like it. It's got the whole I'm going nowhere, somebody help me. And it's called Staying Alive. It's not like having a good time. It's just staying alive. <laughs> Surviving. Um, yeah. Kiss You All Over, Exile, How Deep Is Your Love by the B.G.s.
1: That's the one the Simpsons used to do CPR with.
2: Oh, did they? You know what else the Simpson used? Number seven on the list. Baby, come back.
1: How did they use that?
2: I don't know. It was something about uh, Maggie was missing or something, and Homer <laughs> called some hotline, and that was a song that was playing. I can't remember.
1: I think the, the the Simpsons use of music. I'm sure someone's done a YouTube video of how good how how good a job they do with using songs in funny ways.
2: Yeah, well, they're they're really good with the pop culture. Better than well, I don't even know who else does that kind of thing necessarily.
1: I don't I don't think like you're you're gonna say Family Guy, but I don't think Family Guy does that kind of like songs like that. I was gonna say Family Guy, and there's that episode where Homer's in the car singing Spanish Flea, which might be the one of the funniest things on that show ever.
2: Yes, it is. Uh, there was another one where he was singing uh, sing, in the car, singing. Uh, uh, what was it? I feel for you by Shaka Khan. He was doing like the rap part.
1: <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that. Um, oh, the band who who sang Baby Come Back. Did they ever do anything else? Do you recognize their name? Oh wow, they're one of those. Super bands who've had lots of members. Yeah. And they're still around. No, I
2: mean I know them, but I don't know I don't think I can name a single other one of their songs. Uh, I think that was well, they did have a top ten hit with This Time I'm In It For Love, but I think that was probably just based on Baby Come Back being such oh, a an see. And, and they, their
1: their album named Danger Zone had nothing to do with Top Gun.
2: I think everything has to do with Top Gun when you think about it.
1: And I try not to.
2: Three Times a Lady by the Commodores. Boogie, Yogi, Yogi. Oh, Love is Thicker Than Water, Andy Gibb again. And then you got some...
1: This is something I'm always curious about. Why do songs have that parentheses? Love is Thicker Than Water.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Because if you're going to put it in the title, just put it in the title. Why is it a (laughs) parallel? You're not making it shorter (laughs) on the label.
1: I, I don't get it.
2: I think it's it's to look intelligent.
1: It worked for Andy.
2: It sure did. One of our greatest scholars, recognized. Uh, you got some Grease soundtrack stuff. Uh, the title song and "You're the One That I Want." And man, my dog's picking up my sock, Otis. Don't pick up my sock. Um. Yeah. Oh God. You, what, Eric what Clapton was, even made the
1: what list. What did he say? What did he say when you said that?
2: Well, oh, he. He just looked at me and sneered. Uh, He doesn't have to say anything anymore.
1: That's typical.
2: He's just like, fuck you. (laughs) You name me Otis, I can do whatever I want. He's running off with my sock. I guess, live your life and be well, dog. What Uh,
1: song were you complaining about? Eric
2: Clapton is on the... What the fuck? How was he still on the charts? How was he ever on the charts? Lay Down Sally. Classy, like all his songs. Uh, Rolling Stones jumping into the disco with Miss You.
1: I didn't know that Rolling Stones had had a disco song. Uh,
2: Just the Way You Are, Billy Joel, with a little luck, Wings. I like how they credit it to Wings and not Paul McCartney. As if anybody else in Wings ever did a damn thing for the (laughs) world.
1: Well, Um, they brought Paul McCartney back.
2: Not a bad song. Yeah, true. You got Chic. So, a lot of Disco. Um, hot child in the. Sun. Wait,
1: let's let's talk about Sheik's name of his song. Oh, dance, <laughs> dance, 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 yaza, yaza, yaza. It was a different time, Pat. You Do cause... you think that had any influence on Fozzie Bear?
2: Uh, again, like Top Gun, I think everything had an influence on Fozzie Bear.
1: Waka waka waka.
2: They should have named it dance, 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 waka waka waka. But then it would have did... been about white people dancing. Uh, do you know the song, this number 22, Nick Glider? Is it Glider or Gilder, right?
1: Looks it's like Glider. Gilder.
2: Yeah. Hot Child in the City? No. Oh, it's terrible, but I thought it was a woman singing it when I was a kid the whole time, every time I heard it. Uh, even though it's singing about uh, another woman. I, you know, I didn't. Make, that didn't stop me from thinking it was sung by a woman. You,
1: You're an open-minded child.
2: I I was, uh, very open-minded. I was all for gay rights at the age of eight, and um, and also against rape culture.
1: That didn't exist yet.
2: No, it was it was a much better time back then. That was that was
1: invented um, approximately two years ago. By Barack Obama.
2: Thanks, Obama. Did,
1: uh, this uh, GamerGate thing—have you paid attention to that? Just. The
2: same way everybody else has, I think I haven't gone too deep into it.
1: I don't think you want to.
2: I don't. I don't want to go too deep into anything that involves internet comments.
1: Yeah, I guess that's that's a good point. It doesn't help anybody.
2: No, it it sure doesn't. And I think the the sad thing about GamerGate is, is well, the same thing that's sad about the the uh, video of the woman walking through New York and you know getting harassed, is that like when when these kind of things happen, you get the you get the terrible people that the trolls or just the not even trolls just straight up misogynistic people who come out with the threats and the whatever. But they don't focus on the the positive. Well, you, and and there are like the thing about these things is there are a lot of articles written uh, supporting the good the good guys. Let's say in this, and I think it does like. Maybe make people think, but that never gets the press that all the negative stuff gets.
1: I I was kind of uh, I don't know surprised shocked. I was I had been following people on Twitter who are, are feminist, but not necessarily like the the face of feminism. They like transgender or, or, or black, and so I was surprised just about the backlash to that video. Because it was a white woman walking through this the streets and a lot of, a lot of black people, right but, uh, well, they're just like it's yeah it, it it's worse. whatever you see there, it's much worse right and and I
2: think there was also the problem that there weren't really any white guys in the video at all, right
1: right. that was another another thing worth mentioning and and their excuse, and i I have trouble believing it that white guys did say stuff, but it was never recorded well.
2: It was inaudible, yeah.
1: Uh, so, so some people have the belief that they were trying. That it was a racist enterprise, the way they, they they presented it.
2: Right. I don't know that I necessarily believe that. I mean, it's. I don't know. We shouldn't get into all this right now.
1: Right, because we're talking about
2: 1978
1: when things were good. Yeah. Checking uh, in number 21.
2: What? Oh yeah. Feels so good. Feels so
1: good. And instrumental.
2: Yeah, back in the days when instrumentals could make the top forty,
1: I swear I, I, I for a long time I thought Chuck Mangione was just a made-up character on King of the Hill. I didn't know because he's I, I know you don't watch that show, but he was a, 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 a I don't know, a point of folly, like a character that they that was a big part of the megamart in that store. I mean, in that show, like he always had stuff being sold there, and I thought it was just a character made up for the show. I didn't know it was a real. A real person who was an actual chart topper.
2: Well, he was barely a real person, to to be fair. Uh, oh, we will rock you. We are the champions. Double A side charting from the previous year as well.
1: I can't believe it's it's not higher.
2: Well, it came out in '77, so it might have been higher oh, for that see. year. Yeah.
1: I mean, that song got super duper played by the fact that sports teams were all over it yeah i wonder when that
2: started i mean i wonder if it was right away
1: i guess i mean it's almost seems like it's written to be right away with we are the champions i mean not not that it was written right but it's it's so easy to use
2: yeah one of the interesting takes on we are the champions i read that was that it was a secret gay anthem
1: okay Uh. which it was used for all kinds of sports, so it's a perfect it's a perfect secret.
2: Yeah, it, it really was. But a lot of, well, a lot of, well, Freddie Mercury was pretty blatant, actually, so I'm not going to say he did a lot of secret gay stuff. It was all, <laughs> a lot of it was out in the open, and people just chose not to read it that way. Um, in
1: 2011, a team of scientific researchers concluded that the song was the catchiest song in the history of pop music. We despite Are the Champions? Not, yep, despite not hitting number one in, in the charts in any major market.
2: Really? I would have thought We Will Rock You would be catchier. It's
1: so much simpler. But Every musical hit is relying on math, science, engineering, and technology from the physics and frequency of the sound that determine pitch and harmony to the high-tech digital processors and synthesizers which can add effects to make a song more catchy. We have discovered that there's, there's a science behind sing-along and a special combination of neuroscience, maths, and cognitive psychology can produce the elusive elixir of the perfect sing-along sound. That's what Dr... Daniel Wolf-Siphon said of the study.
2: Well, I look forward to Doctor Daniel the string of number one hits since he cracked yeah, the code. Yeah, we studied the,
1: the code. Here. Well, I guess you need some talent, and he has turned down.
2: We, I, I just hope that Queen got paid every time they played these at like sports arenas because I, I feel like they never got the money they needed. Um, yeah, Barry Manilow. Oh, Meatloaf.
1: It seems like Barry Manolo has kind of a revitalization. People like him more. Like, in the 80s, he was something of a joke, and it seems like nowadays people have more respect for him. And I don't include myself in those people. I don't care for his music.
2: Is it just a hipster ironic thing? or?
1: Oh, maybe. Although, Hall Notes are kind of popular, and I, maybe I just don't get, get it with them.
2: I like some Hall Notes. They at least had some soul stuff going on. Uh, I mean, they're patchy, but... Um... Yeah, this this list is pretty about what you'd expect.
1: I haven't really found this. Oh, now I found one that I know I like. I mean, I'm I I liked "Abba." I like "Take a Chance on Me."
2: Oh yeah, "Take a Chance on Me" is a good song.
1: I don't think before that there was any songs. I was oh, uh, I probably like that Wings song. Yeah, it's good. Uh, maybe that Billy Joel song. I'm not sure.
2: No, it's kind of sappy. It's not a great Billy Joel song. Uh, yeah, no, it's all. Uh, let's.
1: This is the. Uh,
2: you're breaking up.
1: Right. I can't hear you. Oh, shoot. We to restart.
2: Okay, should we... Uh, then we'll pause it, and uh, we'll come right back. Hold on, everybody. We'll be back. All right. We're back.
1: Uh, that was I- an easy one. You, you don't know. Sometimes when we have technical problems, John has to restart his computer and buy a new one. And so it takes like an hour to come back. But this time it was literally five milliseconds. Because I, you can...
2: I can just download a new computer online now. Uh, uh, with my with the stolen credit cards I keep in my wallet.
1: I'm not sure what literally means. Um,
2: well, I think at this point it means figuratively. Okay. The yeah, it's an interesting it's interesting to compare or contrast it with the. Uh, has and job critics poll for 78 which is all albums not songs but because they've got oh well i'll just do their top 10 they've got elvis costello this year's model uh the rolling Stones, some girls nick Lowe, pure pop for now people the clash give them enough rope talking heads more songs about buildings and food bruce springsteen darkness at the edge of town
1: wait but, the, the bruce springsteen had an album that year and he's not even on the top 100 that can't be right
2: for singles he was never a big like, single guy. I guess. Not until... Not until...
1: 84, born in the
2: USA. I I guess Hungry Heart in 80 was a radio hit. But, yeah. Ramones, Road to Ruin. Uh, Neil Young, Comes a Time. The Cars, The Cars. And David Johansson. The Cars are
1: another one. They weren't weren't singles until the 80s. What did you say? The the Cars are another, another example of them not having singles until the 80s. Hit
2: big singles. Yeah, although... Their first album had a lot of, like, just what I needed, stuff that's considered classic now.
1: Man, I, I really liked the Cars when I was a kid. I, mean, I Huey Lewis and the Cars were the two albums that were the, the big ones that when I first got into music. And I loved them both.
2: Anyway, I think we're done with uh, 78 at, in music.
1: Did you, did you not hear me? Is there technical problems?
2: I don't really know how to comment. Well, I mean, I know how to comment, but I I refuse you to. You don't comment. like the cars? I actually do like the cars, although probably not the cars that you like. I hated Drive, which was their big single. I, yeah, their ballads. Michael. I like the first album a lot, and and I actually like the second album, Candio. Um,
1: I didn't know the albums. I just like the cars. The films of '78, <laughs> they kind of well. They go along, oh, look, oh, man, this is the first the first movie I've ever went to to see in the theater. Was it? Uh, Superman. But, you know, I saw it for my sixth birthday, so I guess back then they used to keep things in theaters for a long time, because that was 1980.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they probably did it. They were
1: probably, like, doing so a... Maybe, I'm, maybe I misremember it was my fourth birthday.
2: Maybe, it's, maybe they were doing a revival because Superman 2 was about to be uh, maybe. Or something
1: yeah yeah but i definitely saw that in the theater and it was it was either that or mary poppins was the first one they're in the same time period i saw them
2: yeah i remember i must have been like five or something i think the first movie at least the first one i remember was uh i think it was bambi maybe it was snow white they're all the same
1: yeah dead dead mothers
2: De- yes yeah, i'm dead mother disney movie but number one for the year was Grease.
1: You have thoughts on that? A hundred
2: and fifty nine million nine hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars on a budget of six
1: million dollars. <laughs> and you think that would have caused a like a bunch of musicals to be made, but was there after that? Not not to my recollection.
2: Uh, hair. Hair came out, I
1: think. Maybe hair came out and flopped and, and then killed just said, it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, is hair the one where they're naked on stage? They are
2: on stage, not in the movie. Well, Beverly D'Angelo is topless for a second. Uh, that's about it. ba ba
1: boom. Chevy Chase's wife.
2: Al Pacino's mistress. In what? Real life.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that.
2: I don't know if they're still together.
1: Did you know that they're doing a reboot of Vacation? Not a reboot, a new Vacation movie? Yeah, with, with Ed Helms. Ed Helms playing Rusty? Yeah, it's pretty neat.
2: We'll see. I mean, I don't know that the vacation franchise like got better as it went along, but it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it.
1: No, it got much worse,
2: and uh, and it also caused its stars to kind of go insane. <laughs> if you think about it, Chevy Chase, uh, Michael Anthony Anthony Michael Hall, and uh, did Anthony
1: Michael Hall go insane, or I I was just once you said Randy Quaid, I was going to agree with you. I yeah, Randy know.
2: Quaid for sure. Well, Anthony Michael Hall went insane and thought he was a comedian and could be on Saturday Night Live for a season. So maybe he's <laughs> gotten over that insanity. That was
1: that 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 dark zone of, of 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 Saturday Night Live. That those two seasons, those two very weird seasons. Wasn't it the same season they had that that guy playing Nancy Reagan? Oh yeah, with Terry the, Sweeney. Sweeney. Terry Sweeney.
2: Yeah, and they well they also had Randy Quaid
1: and randy quaid
2: yeah and robert downey jr In
1: this is case. a good a good year for for light movies
2: yeah i well you have to think star wars came out 77 so and what was jaws like 75 so it was this it was the start of the blockbuster era i guess they were starting to do the the big crowd pleasers you got well you want to go down the top 10
1: Sure, Superman we already talked about was number two, and that was that was the first, and for a very long time, the best comic book movie. And it it's it's production only comic book movie. From... Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But then, like in the eighties, they had like Punisher movies, and yeah. But anyway, the the production of it was all kinds of weird stuff going on, and it's amazing it got made. And it, it was it had Marlon Brando in this it's a $55 million budget. And I think his salary takes up like 10 million of it. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean,
2: cause he was, it was the same thing a year later at apocalypse now. Right. He just did his little cameo and ate up a uh, half the budget and probably most of the, uh, food services.
1: Yeah. A good movie. I'd say it's a good
2: movie. I, I loved it as a kid. haven't seen it forever. Uh, strangely from what I've heard, Christopher Reeve, kind of a dick. Really? Yeah,
1: that is
2: surprising. Yeah, kind of a prima donna asshole, and then who knows? This is all, this is all secondhand.
1: Was he a dick after he got hurt? Um,
2: I, I don't know if he legitimately changed or not. I heard a lot of people talking about, oh, now everybody loves him, huh? <laughs> but yeah, maybe he did. I mean, that kind of thing would tend to.
1: Shake I was you thinking, up a I, I was thinking, it made him
2: worse. I know it could have. Bring me my coffee, bitch. Put what am I going to get up? up? Put that straw up to my nose. I said my nose. I'm Christopher Reeve. Uh, number three was Animal House.
1: Funny, funny movie. Yes. Uh, a little rapey. Did, but did, oh, I don't remember. I guess it's, it has been a long time since I've seen it. I didn't know it had anything like that.
2: This kind of comes up on a lot of these uh, older move, comedies. comedy movies, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, wait, they had... I don't remember a rape was there was statutory rape. Yeah, kind of. And, you know, watching
2: through the window and well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Going yeah. in. And, yeah. Anyway,
1: but that fortunately for me, that wasn't the stuff I considered funny. There was other stuff. No. Like the, yeah. Same. was mashed potatoes. It thing. Yeah. so I don't, I don't feel bad about calling that a funny movie. And I had an excellent cast that went on to do great things. Kevin Bacon, um, Tom Holtz, Holtz should however you say that? Who else was in that? Uh, John Belushi? Yep. He didn't go on to do much. Oh, and written by Howard, Howard Ramis. Yeah. And it had the, the ma- maestro from Seinfeld. Oh, did it? Oh, he yeah. was, he was the Dean. No, no, he was the military guy.
2: Oh, the military guy. Right, right.
1: Who, and this guy also played a character, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer where you couldn't see his face, but you could like, he, he had a lot of makeup on. So, so when I found that out that he played that, like that he was all three of those characters, it came together. Cause you know how sometimes you can tell who someone is through the makeup cause you can see just one aspect of their face.
2: Yeah. And his mouth
1: is very distinctive.
2: I can sometimes do, that. I'm really bad at voiceovers. Like I'll, I'll hear a voice in a cartoon or something and it'll, Sounds super familiar, but I can never place exactly who it is, and then I have yeah. to go to IMDb.
1: Yeah. So, sometimes I can pick it up, and it feels good, like taking a, a eyelash out of your eyeball. And other times I can't. I can't get it.
2: You take the Every, eyelashes out of your
1: eyeball? Yeah, when they when it's stuck on there. Oh, I just, like it.
2: It's like it It's like a different way of looking at the world
1: through an eyelash.
2: Through an eyelash, darkly.
1: Number Every f- which way but loose. Yeah. Terrible. Is that the first one? Yes. Okay. So you say terrible. As a kid, I loved it. There's, there's well, It's a, got an orangutan. orangutan. So yeah.
2: yeah, of course you're gonna love it. Um. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it since then. I loved it too. I'm just imagining it's terrible.
1: And it, this is this is right when Clint Eastwood started his his period of being mm. Altar. How do you say that? Altar. Yeah. So with it, with this movie, he directed, wrote, and did everything with this movie. With this movie, he the wed us
2: <laughs> the American public.
1: He did none of that. I don't know when that started, but it wasn't here.
2: No, definitely not. Uh, maybe the stiffest major actor in history. <laughs> did you see that? Grand Torino. That was a huge piece of shit. I hated it, and it got really good reviews. I didn't understand it.
1: No, I didn't see it. I I had heard good things about it. So, how about going? I haven't not seen any of his modern movies. I haven't seen, I don't think, the the only one I've seen is Unforgiven, which was unbelievably good. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, that's, that is, yeah, that's a, a the last great Western, I guess. But you can't say that because there's been other Westerns since then. But it's it a very, very good movie.
2: Oh, so you didn't see, you didn't see the uh, Jersey Boys?
1: No, was that Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Man.
2: Uh, number five was Heaven Can Wait with Warren Beatty.
1: I've never seen it, but I've seen the original, and I like the original a lot. It has has a a nice charm to it.
2: It holds up. Having have can it wait on, Yeah, I watched it on like Amazon Prime. I don't know, a few months ago.
1: Have you Have you watched the original? Uh, here, here comes Mr. Jordan. Where no, it's a I have not. Boxer. No. In this movie, he's a football player, right? Football player, yeah. Okay. A sax playing football player. No flute. It doesn't matter. I've never seen this movie, but I have read the Mad Magazine parody of it.
2: Oh, it yeah, was, who hasn't?
1: <laughs> I, I guess we all read it because it was in... This is 1978, and this was in a, super, a Mad Super Special in about 1985. So they were rerunning it seven years later.
2: Yeah, it was like Heaven Should Wait, or who knows what Mad
1: called Who knows that. what it was, that was called, but they did they did name-check the original, and they called that Here Comes mister Jordum. That's
2: This is why... Uh, Mad Magazine is a cultural inst- institution. Number six.
1: Never heard of it.
2: Nope. Hooper. I don't even know what it is. Burt oh. Reynolds. Oh shit! Well, there you go. He was he was the poor man's Clint Eastwood. By seventy eight.
1: He, he was all over all over the seventies.
2: Yeah, all in in ways you didn't even want him to be all over <laughs> the seventies.
1: Hello, Playgirl.
2: Jaws two. Number seven. Yeah. I don't we're even...
1: looking. We're looking at the the IMDb listings for this, and underneath, at least on my screen, underneath Jaws Two, it says Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo's rating, two stars. Well, hey, Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. Well, hang I've there. never seen. I've never seen any Jaws except for Jaws Three in 3D. In 3D. I saw
2: Jaws in Jaws Three in 3D as well. Uh, I don't know if I saw Jaws Two. But uh, I think it was one of those uh, Spielbergo things because Spielberg wasn't involved. <laughs> he only did the first one, right? He's like, "Fuck right. this shit! Yeah. I'm gonna go do 1941
1: <laughs> and really get my career going." Number eight, go for it. Oh, I was off the page. Let me see. Number
2: eight is Halloween. Yeah, a horror classic. Strange that it was it placed so high. Um. Why, why do you say that i guess not i guess horror movies always kind of do well and they don't cost jack
1: shit to make right i mean i think i guess it's not, it's not strange but at the time it was probably a surprise it did so well because it was such a small it was a really small even for a horror movie Three hundred twenty thousand dollars to make a movie is is a small amount of money
2: yeah and 70 million dollars worldwide return so uh and all the sequels that came after it and th- this is John Carpenter, right? Yeah, so John Carpenter still probably got some of the coke he bought with the profits off this movie. <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, yeah, number nine is also a horror movie. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Is that the mall one?
1: Yeah. That's a good one.
2: It is. Uh, uh It was a big step forward in gory special effects.
1: Now, uh, I'm thinking of a short story... Um... I don't know if you've read it, and I can't remember exactly how it is, but it's about a guy who's doing being an extra in a zombie movie and about his experiences. Have you ever read that? No. Uh, it was a good one. I don't remember who wrote it. Was
2: it that Tuesdays with Maury guy?
1: Yeah, that's all. He's he's great with... Uh, that guy is... I really can't stand that guy. No, I... From what little I know of him, I can't either. I mean, even aside from the, the, the sentimental pap that that Tuesdays with Mori is and it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't read the whole book, so who knows if it was good or not. Other people know, but he's he's a terrible sports writer, and he he became after he it's was a sports it, isn't it. Sh- but after he did that for a while, and he, he became a success, and I guess print is dying. He became a, a talk radio host, and he's even worse at that.
2: <sighs> I heard. Well, you know, I worked in bookstores a lot uh, in my storied career, and uh, John Gray is that his name? the dude who wrote. Uh, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Relationship.
2: I heard he is a total scumbag because, like, he would do events, and I heard from people who worked at the bookstore that he was like hitting on everything, God. every every person who worked at the bookstore, like the the people who came to listen to him. Yeah, I heard he was a terrible guy.
1: I have. I mean, I always hear people complaining about about being hit on, and it feels like. There's some people who can hit on everyone there, and people are charmed, and they don't care. And then there's people who do it, and people are creeped out.
2: Well, there's a. I think if you're like aggressively sexual, it's going to creep people out.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess that's the is, difference of how you do it. I mean, if you're just flirting and just being really... Yeah, I guess I see that.
2: Um, yeah, well, Halloween, too, was a... Uh, I guess that was kind of a, a game-changer for horror movies, right? Like, that was the right. beginning of, of modern kind of slasher horror movies, at least... That did well. I'm sure there were like Grindhouse, slasher movies before that, but
1: but wasn't it also the first, first one where the somebody lives?
2: Oh, where like one of the like intended victims, Curtis's yeah, character
1: makes it through.
2: Yeah, that could be, um, the the heroine that lives, yeah, and Dawn of the Dead was really more social commentary than a horror movie,
1: right? Yeah. Uh
2: number 10 the deer hunter have you ever seen it
1: no have you
2: I, yeah i was i was kind of uh i guess we probably got like showtime when i was probably 10 or something oh this
1: is this is one of those movies i need to see i've, I've had this on my list to see for a long time i'm sorry go ahead
2: yeah no i was fascinated by it um i don't know why uh, vietnam the whole idea of vietnam fascinating me it's very long um I feel like it's got an emotional impact, but I haven't seen it forever, so I can't really say. There's There are long stretches in the beginning where nothing really happens. They're just in their small kind of Pennsylvania town, I think it is.
1: I, I think it is Michael Cazal or not Michael, John Cazal is that yeah. his name? His last role. And I think he, so too. He was, during the filming, he was dying dying of like some painful cancer, I think it was bone cancer, and they filmed his scenes first just to get them done and then the rest of the movie and he was either in somehow involved with Meryl Streep at the time married or just they were
2: living together I think yeah living
1: together and I didn't find all of that out until much later so this is it's just fast his career is so fascinating that he did what four movies and they're both incredibly good
2: yeah yeah there's a little there's a documentary on him I think it's available streaming somewhere um it doesn't go super in depth I mean it's it's short but it's yeah it's interesting he was a he was a cool actor i would have liked to seen him do more very, yeah yeah very uh i don't know he very odd looking but like compelling looking
1: right i mean, not the only thing i'm all well, the godfather i guess that's kind of cliched his part in that just the, you know the amount people talk about it yeah but dog day afternoon he is so great in that movie yeah i think
2: is not isn't isn't the thing that like every movie he was in got nominated for best picture
1: yes but he didn't won anything Including Godfather Part 3.
2: Uh, yeah, that, that that was the top 10. And then you got basically more of the same. Foul Play, Up in Smoke. Oh,
1: you got a couple very, very 70s movies like Convoy.
2: Yeah, I was I just kind of skipped over that. Well, I haven't seen it, for one thing.
1: I haven't either, but it, it's it's about truckers, right? CB yeah. has the yeah. whole thing going on. Chris Christopherson.
2: Yep, another another hit song from that one? Convoy? I mean, that Express, is that the one where they're
1: smuggling drugs?
2: Yeah, they're like in some Turkish prison. Man,
1: I never, I've never seen that. Yeah, it was... Oh, Faces of Death came out in 1978. That was really a big horror movie. Faces of Death is real, real death.
2: Real, not... fake, real death. Yes. The, it was... Uh, it's a. It had a huge audience on video for 13-year-old boys.
1: Yes, I remember people talking about seeing it. I had no desire. And there's another one called "I Spit on Your Grave."
2: Oh, that's a that's like an exploitation movie. That there are uh, I don't know. There are two schools of thought on it. Some people say it's it's misogynistic, and some people say that it's uh, empowering to women because uh, about some woman who gets raped and then takes revenge on her rapist. Oh,
1: person. oh, right. Yeah, we, I never watched it, but that was no, one of the that was on that the same shelf as. Faces, Faces of Death. Yeah, I and mean, the, the kids shelf. who liked horror movies would talk about it. Yeah. Which is kind of... I, I, I don't know if kids nowadays would be even allowed... If if parents knew what we were renting, I don't know if we would have been allowed. And I don't know... I think kids are watch more closely now. Oh, Maybe definitely. Not, but it, it doesn't seem like it would be easy for a, a 14-year-old to watch Faces of Death. And that is probably a good thing. I didn't even know it had a theatrical
2: release. That's really weird. Yeah, no, back then nobody gave a shit. I, I could get into R-rated movies at age 10 by myself. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad year for, for movies. No,
1: not as standout as the other we- years we've talked about, but there's a, there's a couple keepers as far as classic movies that will be watched again and again. Yeah, I we'll, feel like so Grease
2: is probably still a fun musical. Yeah, uh, yeah. Got Superman, like I said, I don't know how that holds up, but I liked it. Animal House, of course. And uh, Heaven Can Wait, Halloween, The Deer Hunter, yeah, yeah, not Dawn
1: bad of the Dead, year. even Dawn of the Dead,
2: Dawn of the, the Dead, yeah, I I like Dawn of the Dead. Uh, uh,
1: Revenge of the Pink Panther probably is not on that list. Nope.
2: I don't think anybody's watched that since it came out.
1: No, that's that's an actual Peter Sellers movie. That's not the one where they clipped together a bunch of.
2: No, I think oh. he was still alive at that point. Okay, because I don't know when Being There came out. It had to be around that time. Yeah, right. Bro. I think that was around eighty. You're right. It wasn't a pastiche job. I wonder if they'll do that with uh, the Steve Martin Pink Panther when Steve Martin dies.
1: I don't think they even want anyone to see the ones he did when he was alive.
2: All right, should we move on to TV?
1: Sure. Okay, so
2: for I'm looking at the October 78 to April 79
1: list. This is fine by me because it includes a number 15 WKRP in Cincinnati.
2: Wow, only number 15. Well, that's weird. And then it, it wasn't even on the seventy nine, and didn't even make the seventy nine list.
1: Yeah, I I think it was one of those shows that suffered by being moved around on the schedule, and back then that was death.
2: Yeah, could have. Same with uh number sixteen, soap. Right. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is. This and the, another thing is, I think we've done this before. I'm shocked by how low sixty minutes is. Because eventually that became number one, and that was number one for years and years and years. Forever, yeah. But at yeah. this point, it's number eleven. It's like going up and down because the year before it's number four. It yeah,
2: and, it's so
1: uh, yeah. And the
2: the next year it's number one, and uh, but then you look at number five on the list, and you just have to scratch your head.
1: Man, that got that, that got that high. He's talking about the Ropers. I How mean, did that get that high? And but, then the next year it's off the air. Yeah. Or at least not on the top top list, because that's the, th- the, the story was Norman fell had no desire to do the Ropers because he was happy being on a popular TV show and he didn't think a spinoff would would last. But his co-star Helen I, Helen uh, really insisted on doing a, a a another show and he went along with it and it didn't last. Oh, because the promise was that they would be allowed to come back on the show if the show didn't last. But then Don Knotts went on Three's company, and he was a huge success. So they weren't allowed back. Well,
2: they should have had Norman Fell move in with Don Knotts. That (laughs) that would have been a show. That would have been a number one show that would have been on for years.
1: And they would have gotten rid of the rest of the cast. Yeah,
2: maybe have Larry stop by every now and then with his chia hair.
1: I guess we should go in order. Laverne's show was number one that year which which goes back to our previous episode uh, bosom buddies was produced by the same people who produced yeah, liver and show. Boy, I,
2: yeah that's fine i mean it was a big hit
1: yeah it was it was definitely a 70s show with with um, the the like catchphrases like you talked about had the, the Lenny and squeaky would come in exactly when something disgusting was being talked about hello Exactly. I guess that's not a catchphrase, just a funny thing to say. And uh, Michael McKean's a very funny guy, and I, I, I don't—who re- w- played Squiggy? I, d- I never remember the guy's name. And he was pretty funny, but he never did much else because I think he got sick. He got some disease, yeah. Um, Laverne Shirley, the, the, I, I loved it when I was that age, so I guess I it was, it was five or six. And when they would come in saying hello right when they were being talked about, it would fascinate me to know when, how they knew to come in at that exact time. I was like, are they listening to a loudspeaker outside the door and they know exactly when to open the door? I just. So you were using your brain power at the time
2: to make really dumb conclusions.
1: <laughs> well, it... the world doesn't change. I still do the same thing. Number two was Three's Company.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. The less said, the better, I guess. John Ritter, great.
1: Physical comedy, that show cannot be beat. Yeah, and.
2: Well, and Don Knotts, and and Norman Phil. I mean, they're all funny, but it's...
1: On the whole, it doesn't hold
2: up. No, it's one episode repeated ad nauseum, so...
1: How many of misunderstanding? No, thank you.
2: Number three.
1: Mork and Mindy.
2: And that was off the list the next year, too. Maybe it... Yeah, that's weird.
1: That's weird. Maybe... Yeah, that's I'm shocked it's not in the top 20 because that's about, uh, I I, you know, it might be one of those things that that show didn't last as long as I thought it did. I know yeah. it, they brought in uh, Jonathan Winters to try to get the ratings back up, and that's that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, and I don't even know when that happened. So 78 to 82, so it didn't even get five years, which means that it was another show that Robin Williams' movie career probably brought it back into syndication because I watched that in syndication all the time when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, I watched it. I watched it live as we talked about on our Robin Williams episode. I thought it was great, but uh and it was spun off from number 4 Happy Days.
1: The number 1 was also spun off from number 4.
2: Yeah, although I don't remember I was the Fonz dating Laverne or something. I don't remember how they
1: Yeah, that's there was a double date, Fonzie and Laverne and Shirley and and um, uh, Ron, uh Ron Howard's character. Richie, oh, Richie. Kind of, so that's how they, they were spun off. And Mork and Mindy, do you remember the episode of Mork and Mindy? That was a strange episode of Happy Days, where Mork shows up. Yeah,
2: like, it made no sense. It was obviously just intended to start this new show. Right. Uh, well, that had to be. It's weird that they could talk about the Jump the Shark episode, but they don't talk about the alien space visitor. <laughs> it could just have easily have applied.
1: Maybe that happened after the Jumping the Shark.
2: Yeah, it could have.
1: And then uh, number four is 60 Minutes. Wait, am I on the wrong list? Oh, you're
2: on the wrong list. Number four know. was Happy Days. Number Happy five Days. was the Number Ropers. Five, Ropers and... What's happening? You, you have to yell a little louder. It's got two exclamation points.
1: I don't want to blow out your speakers. Yeah,
2: it's got the...
1: Uh... What's happening, Raj?
2: Hey, hey, hey. Uh-oh. That's about all I remember <laughs> what's happening. Uh, except you don't remember
1: the Doobie Brothers episode?
2: The wor- Yeah, the worst episode of maybe any TV show ever. <laughs> do, do
1: you <laughs> remember that one? I remember bits and pieces of it like they they were there they were recording the concert by putting a tape recorder in their clothes. Yeah, like
2: some somebody out. like peer pressured rerun into recording the Doobie Brothers concert. Um,
1: but here here's the thing when I have memories of that show I think of it as 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 feeling like it was a very special episode. But why would there be a very special episode about a, a problem that was so small?
2: B- about bootlegging? Yeah, I don't yes. know. And why would any black american go to a doobie brothers concert in 19 Why would any
1: american go to it but your point is taken
2: Yeah No and the, yeah and then at, at the it was a very special episode cuz at the end they like the doobie brothers sat him down and gave them a lecture about how right. bootlegging hurts the artists Um and I use that term loosely when referring to the doobie brothers Yeah I I remember Shirley
1: So I watch what's happening all the time you there's uh uh years later there's this there's the when they brought it back what's happening now it oh, was it was horrible mm, yeah was it I rock- did, that was a, a, about that same time was when they brought back w k r p in Cincinnati and that was oh yeah not great, but it was not not as horrible as what's happening now no no nothing was uh
2: yeah i know i mean they they had well i thought uh dwayne was a pretty appealing actor i thought he had good comic timing. Rerun just wanted to break dance every, and hop right. and lock every goddamn episode once um, got old. And I don't even, Raj was just kind of boring.
1: He was a nerd.
2: Yeah, he was a big nerd.
1: He was a nerd with a funny sister and a big fat mama. Uh,
2: number seven, Alice. Based on the Martin Scorsese movie.
1: Yeah, I, I've never seen the Martin Scorsese movie, have you? Either. I, nope. I think the only actor who well, the person who played Alice showed up on Alice, the TV show eventually, but was not... It, was it Barbara not,
2: Hershey? No, it was Ellen Burstyn or
1: something? Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, she does not play... It's Linda Lavin in the show. Yeah. I used to watch the show. It, I think it was way above my my maturity level, because I think it was a comedy that was also serious.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, the comedy wasn't all that above a five-year-old's level, I wouldn't think. Because it was another one with the catchphrase that... the kiss my grits which Mel said all the time to Alice sexual harassment in the workplace Diane Ladd oh Diane Ladd okay there you go and she was on the show eventually as a waitress right because they spun off Flo remember
1: Oh, yeah. man! have got her own show. Man, this, there's a lot of spinoffs back then. That doesn't really happen now.
2: No, that's how the... Yeah, it doesn't I mean, happen at all. Really. I guess Angel was the most recent one I can think of. But.
1: Well, Family Guy spun off to the Cleveland show. Oh, right, true. Which was dreadful. That's the only one I can think of. Um, no, Futurama wasn't a spinoff. Speaking of that, did you watch the, the crossover episode?
2: No, The Simpsons Futurama, I didn't see it.
1: Oh, it was good. It was much better than I expected, and I, so I didn't expect much. But it was it was very funny. But yeah, that's that's something that doesn't exist as much anymore. Spinoffs. No man, if you think about
2: All in the Family. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> dynasty of shows that spin off of that. Yeah, Maude, the Jeffersons, Archie Bunker's Place, Gloria. What's happening? The Rovers. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Mash. I thought,
1: I thought there was more, but I guess that's right. That was that was about it.
2: Mash was number eight on the list. We did a whole episode on Mash. Uh, uh, I think that was the only episode where we didn't actually watch the thing we were talking about.
1: We did an episode on Mash.
2: Yeah, remember we recast the whole new Mash. Oh right, that was great. That should
1: happen soon. David Which goes Schneider. along. Yeah, David, get get to work on that, Mister Hollywood. But that that the fact that we cast that with Adam Scott goes along really well with that whole uh, best. Greatest of television history. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. He would be perfect as I think we had him as a BJ.
1: Right. If, if we didn't have him right away. That was something we came up with late. On the and break. Was like, yeah. was perfect. One day at a time. That was that's number nine. And oh, that man. was another very mature sitcom, which I can't. I don't remember anything funny about it. But it, I, I always thought it was just above my head.
2: I guess Schneider was kind of funny. Yeah, I guess. He was a, a big dummy. I had a big crush on Valerie Bertinelli.
1: And then you were upset when she married bon- John Bon Jovi. I
2: think you mean Richie
1: Sambora. Same thing. They really are. Uh number ten, Taxi, really low.
2: Ah, top ten. I guess, yeah, that's that's still good.
1: What's weird is I don't know, okay. Next year they're they're still in the top twenty.
2: And then you got sixty minutes and Charlie's Angels.
1: Charlie's Angels. And so this must be the beginning of the end of
2: yeah it is. this is the last season of all in the family oh i was gonna say yeah i didn't even know yeah because then you got angie which was donna pesco Pesco i think uh from from sarah Night fever
1: oh is this a one season show I've i never heard so of
2: yeah it. i remember it um and maybe i'm way off but that's yeah that's how it was like a Single woman in the city sitcom. I think.
1: How, well, what? What happened? If it was in the top twenty and it got canceled? Uh, well, there weren't that many shows. I guess back then. Oh, it, it was it had the lead in from Mork and Mindy, so it was it didn't get good ratings when it was on its own. Oh, got it. Oh, uh, it has that woman I don't care for. Oh, and it's another. The woman you don't care for. It was Boyett and Miller had something to do with it. Oh, the woman from Raymond. The, the the mother-in-law oh them
2: yeah
1: doris roberts
2: um oh yeah yeah wkrp and soap um have we done a wkrp episode
1: no but when now that it's out i i'm gonna watch for that to go down in price because i really wkrp in cincinnati was re-released on dvd with not all the music but much more than ever before most of the original
2: music yeah
1: I forget. There's a couple. I think U two was a holdout, and there's uh, there's a couple other they couldn't get the rights for. But everything else was on. It was in there.
2: Yeah, U two assholes.
1: Uh, unknown at the time, they were played on WK. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why they would say no. Yeah. That, that's. I feel like somebody missed a phone call. Because they don't seem like assholes. They seem like pretentious. But that it just doesn't seem like. Yeah, out. no, Let's I say, know.
2: Like money grubbers? Yeah, Although, yeah. Yeah, from what I've read, Bono's real sketchy with the way he hides his money for taxes. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, we should do an episode when that comes out. I'll wait for it to go down in price, too. It is. Black Friday is coming up.
1: Every, every Friday is Black Friday for me. Because
2: you watch what's happening
1: every Friday at 8 o'clock on the
2: MeTV. Number 18, Barney Miller. Another great show. Really low in the ratings. Um, I guess it it was at the same position the previous year. Maybe it wasn't a big hit, which is surprising to me because it stayed on the air for a long time.
1: I Did it? This might be another thing where we think a show was around for a long time and wasn't. Son of a bitch. All right. You talk while I look up Barney Miller. It was 75 to 82, so seven years. I, yeah, that's pretty that's good. A time, yeah. Seventy-five. I don't think I realized it was that far back. I know. That, yeah, that's really early. Those early episodes must must look a lot different than the later episodes. Early, the mid seventies compared to the eighties are are such a different a different time. When you watch TV, they the shows just look so much different.
2: They do. Even if you watch like Saturday Night Live, it looks so much different.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Saturday Night Live had the such big changes from season to season too, with the with the stuff with with uh, the Muppet stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really fit in, and they got rid of that. And just how it was produced, where the the host didn't have anything to do with the show. I don't know when that changed.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I watched the I watched the very first episode recently, and it was really not very funny.
1: No, the George Carlin one. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's they were just still flying their down their legs. That had that's a famous skit in it, though, didn't it? Did it have the hamburger hamburger skit?
2: It might have. I can't even remember. I know the first skit was John Belushi with the learning English and feeding fingers to the wolverines or whatever. But
1: <laughs> Oh, you know, it didn't have that. I think it had the samurai skit. That makes sense, yeah.
2: And then yeah, that that's it for TV, so
1: Wait, 8 is enough. You don't want to talk about oh, Dick Van Patten?
2: 8 is enough. I want to talk about uh Nicholas. His little bowl head haircut. <laughs>
1: That's another thing that's that's that, that says seventies. If you have a kid with a bullhead haircut, you're in the seventies. Yeah, it's gonna be my new uh, stand up comedy thing.
2: I always thought he was kind of like a Webster or Gary Coleman type. Like he was a he was really like twenty five, but he looked like he was ten. But I don't I don't think that's actually the case. Uh, I had a crush on a couple of the daughters on that show too.
1: Well, I I've never watched that show.
2: It was a dramedy. <laughs>
1: before dramedies were good.
2: Yeah, one of the one of the first, because it was an hour-long show. But it was also funny? Well, <laughs> they claimed it was.
1: Did it have a laugh track?
2: No, no laugh track. Okay. Yeah. They're... Well,
1: let's look at this. All... So, yeah, it didn't happen yet. All these shows had laugh tracks. Or a studio audience. Yeah. Values.
2: No, I don't... Re... Jeez, I can't even... I wouldn't even hazard a guess what the first sitcom without a laugh track was.
1: had to be... Uh... Oh, was it called Hooper?
2: The, oh, the John John, John Ritter. Ritter's. Yeah, John Ritter's that show. That could after. be because that
1: was eighties, right? Either that or Days and Nights of Molly Dodd, which I think was also because that's that's the shows they they first used that term, that dramedy term. Yeah. Huh.
2: Well, who cares? Uh, Nobody. No, we're gonna go to Wanna break. Take a break. Yeah, and we'll come back with nineteen ninety eight. Uh, we'll be right back.
0: We had a comrade, a brave comrade He could talk for whole days But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Jean Miro To commuters wearing earphones oh. He almost died from conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park, greyhound racing, steeplechasing Stuck in his creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the start. It's gonna take some time and patience
2: for the best thing. Alright, we're back with 1998, a mere 20 years later than our last lists.
1: Uh, I know how the world has changed.
2: For the better, which we'll talk about with the uh, top 100 Billboard songs, uh, which. Pat and I know approximately two between us. It took me to get to number 14 with Getting Jiggy With It, to know a song. And it took me to get to number 10, Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait, to get to know it. And that does not bode well, either oh, of those oh, songs, oh. really.
1: You know the song from Dawson's Creek, and now I know the song, so I do know that song. Yeah, that yeah. Said that Because there's some... Was Dawson's Creek the, the guy from... Uh, the Being in Apartment Twenty Three, yeah. so they played that song sometimes in that show. So yeah, did you watch Dawson's Creek?
2: Uh, when I I had a job where I worked the graveyard shift, I would come home and it was like the only thing on TV. Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't really watch it. I would like have it on while I was falling asleep, which is a good way to watch it. I'd recommend it to everybody.
1: There's lots of stuff artists in here I didn't know were around so long ago. Uh, Usher, I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, I think he was probably like five.
2: But I don't know his song. I don't know uh, why. Yeah, name. I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't know the songs.
2: Elton John, "Candle in the Wind '97." Another. So uh, the,
1: the "Candle in the Wind '97" that was remixed for uh, Princess Diana. Yeah. Okay. Which is,
2: which is what all ethical people do is try to cash in on the death of somebody famous. Uh, it's, it's what you I. You think call... he was
1: trying to cash in? Didn't he have already have like 17 diamond-plated pianos?
2: Yeah, but. You know he wanted number
1: 18. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I don't know these. Too close by next. Oh, Sex
1: and Candy. I know Sex and Candy. So do I, sadly. I like that song. It's fun. It's not as good as uh, Tub Thumper, which is number 35. So it's a good thing we talked about that earlier.
2: Oh, yeah. And, well, that was actually because it came out in 97, right? But uh, I guess it was... Still still on the list. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at this list. These are all... Oh, Robin made the... List Not Robin Hitchcock, but just Robin. Uh, right, which often is, confuses
1: me, because most people don't spell Robin with a Y.
2: Nope, only just those once. two in the whole yeah. world.
1: I don't know about that. I, I, I'm calling it. Um, oh, wait, so the movie Frozen was not original? It's based on a Madonna song? Yeah, you didn't know? No, that's interesting. Yeah, um,
2: I can't wait for the for Disney's Like a Virgin.
1: I did like that album. I didn't. I wouldn't have been able to name any songs from it, but Ray of Light was a fun album to listen to.
2: Yeah, Ray of Light was good. Um, I don't know these fucking. It's all like it's all terrible modern R and B and uh, boy bands. Yeah, In Sync, which is a mix of both Uh, Spice Girls. The one of the one of the most effeminate looking boy bands out there
1: uh yeah a lot of boys so jimmy page is from led zeppelin yeah and he did a song with puff daddy well
2: puff daddy probably just sampled the entire goddamn song and had to give him credit (laughs) be my guess yeah i don't i don't really know the song uh hansen third eye blind
1: well you should know this song it was featured on the soundtrack for the 1998 godzilla film oh was that the matthew broderick yeah was that that long ago jesus well, they are, they've already remade the movie. I have not seen either version, by the Me way. Me either. I've heard good things about last year's version, but never, ever any good things about the 98 version. Oh, I did. I saw
2: part of the 98 version when I was in uh, New York when Hurricane Sandy hit, um, holed up in a in an apartment uh, with nothing to watch. So I didn't mm-hmm. see part of it. It was. I mean, I was only half paying attention. It was terrible.
1: Oh, look, Leanne Rhymes, number 60. She's, she's the owner of... One of my favorite jokes. Leanne Rhymes. Mhm. Oh, Limericks. Wife of Busta.
2: Oh, wife. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Who's at number seventy-three? Where she deserves to be. Let's move on. This is a terrible list. I don't... Okay, we did not like music in nineteen ninety-eight. At least this. Oh, how about the, the what you call it, the Village Voice list?
2: Oh shit! I don't. I didn't bring it up. Okay. For '98, so screw it. I'm sure it was probably you know, Stereo Lab and what I can't even think of what was out in '98.
1: Um. Doesn't matter. I I know I bought music in '98. I liked, but it was not something other. It was not stuff other people. Maybe there's a new G Love CD. I liked him in '98. He had fun stuff. Anyway, well, let's he go to. not
2: makes the list. Um, he
1: never would have. Yeah, movies for 1998. All right. And we'll... I know. You don't like it because you don't like Spielberg, but I am not a big fan of Saving Private Ryan. I, I think the the opening scene is one of the most well-done scenes of, of any war movie any, ever, but I don't think the movie as a whole is a very good movie. That's what everybody says. I haven't seen it. Oh, you've never even seen it? Okay. No.
2: I'm not, I'm not a fan of Spielberg's serious movies,
1: to be mm. honest. Um, Schindler's List. Eh. It's just so... eh. Well, I think that, that was a movie that deserved to be so, but sometimes when he does so, it doesn't, I like Lincoln. I don't mind his serious movies as much as you do, but I didn't, I didn't like Saving Private Ryan. I thought he, he, he messed with the audience in ways that, that was not worthy of, of a serious movie. And I didn't think it was very good. Yeah. Anyway, number two is Armageddon, which I've never seen. Nope. Me either. But it is did. Armageddon, was this the same year there was another movie with a same? Like, was this, they were yeah, going for a deep Connor? impact. Okay. Well, oh, Deep Impact to so that was better, but I saw neither of them. Yeah, Deep Impact comes in at number eight, in fact. Uh, number three, there's something about Mary. Very funny movie. I I like I like the Farrelly brothers, and I, I think they make funny stuff.
2: Yeah, I loved it at the time. I thought it was hilarious, but like I, I think I said, I, it's not something I would ever want to own on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. And...
1: No, but that's what I like about those guys. It's like Airplane. Yeah, they're, they're they're the only people that are making good airplane type movies right now. Yeah, uh, maybe somebody else like somebody else is going to come along. But like the American Pie guys, I thought I never saw American Pie, but I thought that was the kind of movie that was. But they didn't keep with comedy. They've done all kinds of other things.
2: Yeah, well, and, you know, the Fairley Brothers, of course, uh, one of the greatest movies of modern
1: times, movie 43. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that, but I, I heard him on the podcast just ap- almost apologize for it.
2: Didn't we talk to somebody who said they liked it?
1: Yeah, I think it was Jessica. Oh,
2: Jessica! Come on.
1: It was very arty. Uh, a Bug's Life. Good, good Pixar movie. It's one of the ones that people forget about, but it was it was fun. I saw it in the theater. It was the first one, I believe, it was the first one where they they had a, a printout print out in theaters and then. To get people to go back and see it again, at the end of the credits, after a couple weeks, they sent a new printout that included bloopers.
2: Oh, no shit.
1: Yeah. That's kind of cool. But, uh, I mean, just it's kind of funny that they have a cartoon with, with the actors in the movie having bloopers. And I'm not talking about the voice actors. Right. But, well, yeah, it was very cool.
2: Yeah, it was, you know, I mostly remembered now for Jerry Seinfeld playing a bee in his right. major comeback.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, it was... It was very soon after Seinfeld, so it was a, it was a great comeback. Uh, Man, Hayden Hayden Panetera was in that. She must have been like, literally with her five years old.
2: Yeah, I would think so. Um, Funny. the Water Boy.
1: Oh God, is that Adam? Sandler? Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah not his best. But I saw him in the theater. Did you really? Yeah, I was. Someone was visiting at Christmas time, and they said, "Let's go to the movies," and that's what she picked. And I was like, "Oh, all right." It was. Funny enough, but not not funny. Like there's something about Mary. Was Rob not Schneider funny, in it? Well, I think he's in all of them. It's he. I don't, yeah, I don't he's... Think he had a big part. But it wasn't it wasn't funny like the like the Drew Barrymore Adam Sandler movies. I love. I haven't seen the one that just came out, so it wasn't funny like like that. But it was it was just a little funny. Like like uh, Wedding Singer and 50 First Dates are, are terrific movies that I can, I think everyone should say. But yeah, I don't know if I'd tell anybody to see The Waterboy.
2: Uh, yeah, I definitely would not. Uh,
1: Doc, uh, Dr. Doolittle is number six, and it's a remake with Eddie Murphy, and I never saw it.
2: Yeah, Eddie Murphy, the the modern day Rex
1: Harrison. So I'm going to say sense. right now, so far 98 is not a good year for movies. It's pretty terrible. Uh, Rush Hour. Yep, At the beginning of a franchise. I
2: don't understand what you'd be talking about. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was a franchise, huh? And then, and then he just fell off the face of the earth.
1: Who, Chris Tucker? Yeah. I I uh, I guess they didn't like him after the Fifth Element.
2: Nobody liked anybody after the Fifth Element.
1: I love Mira. Spouses. Uh, yeah. Then That's why Bruce Madden. Wilson? Demi Demi Moore got divorced. And there's uh, there's Godzilla number nine. We just talked about. Oh, what? Patch Adams. It's, it's really if, if we want to say nice things about Robin Williams, we should not talk about Patch Adams. So let's go to Lethal Weapon four.
2: Well, I, it's
1: funny to me that Patch
2: Adams was top ten for the year because it was the punchline of so many jokes. That month. I know,
1: yeah. Well, I think that that's that's a testament to how popular Robin Williams was.
2: Yeah, yeah. Lethal Weapon four. Um, I, oh, and they weren't even doing uh, subtitles for these, huh? It's just Lethal Weapon four. No colon.
1: No. Uh, <laughs>
2: the Jews are going to get it this time, or whatever it would have been. That was a. <laughs> that was
1: before he had his breakdown.
2: Yeah, we know his heart was full of love for all humanity before his breakdown.
1: Right, then he got old and he was too old for that shit, so he got hate.
2: Now, that's Danny Glover, though, who was too old for that shit. Oh,
1: I can never remember.
2: And by that shit, he meant Hollywood, a Hollywood career. Apparently. That reminds
1: me of the, the Saturday Night Live uh, parody of... Oh, sorry. Um, <sighs> parody of Wes Anderson movies. With uh, Did you see that? No. Well, uh, anyway, I'll give away a punchline. They have a, a, a bunch of people who are in the movie and they like they name things like the twins and that kind of thing. But then they say, and Danny Glover.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, he's I think he's a resident of my city, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Really? Yeah. And I, I, I guess at this point, he's most famous for for uh, being the, the father of In Living Keller.
2: Well, he also does I think he did some ads for Bart here, so he's not off the map completely. The Truman Show. Yeah, that was kind of a interesting
1: failure. I I liked it. You thought it was a failure as a film or failure
2: I think as a film. I thought I thought yeah. it, it had good ideas, but I it was just not enough for me.
1: It was it was definitely put out as this is Jim Carrey getting serious, and this is him going to win an Oscar. And the same guy who directed Robin Williams and and in, uh, in his breakout movie was the, the where he's a teacher. The, uh, Peter Rear is going to do it for for uh, for Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, Dead Poets Society, but it didn't it didn't turn out that way. I don't I don't think he ever really became an actor who was respected. Although I th- I thought he did a good job in this.
2: Yeah, I thought he was fine. I think the real question is, uh, why is your uh, ringtone like the interstitial music for a soap opera?
1: Well, I like to I like to live life dramatically.
2: Yeah, you've got male, enemy of the state. I, I haven't seen these, so I can't I can't really. Enemy of
1: the them. state is a movie I went to see solely to see the Star Wars trailer, uh, Star Wars: Phantom Menace trailer. Oh wow! But here's the important thing. I didn't know it was gonna be the state. I got confused about what movie was playing, so I I didn't know until like twenty minutes in that I was (laughs) seeing a different movie. And as I watched it, it's a it's an interesting movie. It's not a very good movie, but it's interesting that they use Gene Hackman's character from uh, is it the conversation where he's a he's a paranoid like person who spies. Oh no shit! It's it's the the same same character.
2: character? Yes, but Coppola is not involved in it.
1: No, it's not. It's not a good movie it's 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 a terrible movie but the the fact that they were calling back that character using the same actor was kind of kind of awesome and that's the, at the time for me it was like nobody nobody I knew had seen that movie so I was like wow and I'm looking around the theater and nobody in the th- I was the only person in the theater that one knew about the conversation and two went to see the movie just to see the trailer <laughs> and well, not a good movie it was not it was not something I was glad I spent my money on
2: again but using your brain power for <laughs> got
1: the smartest ends. Prince of Egypt never saw it. This is not a good, not a good year for movies. It's pretty
2: terrible. Yeah, Shakespeare in Love. Can't stand Gwyneth Paltrow. So uh, I've
1: never seen Shakespeare in Love. I don't mind Gwyneth Paltrow.
2: Um. Yeah, The Mask of Zorro, stepmom, ants. Again with uh, Jerry Seinfeld playing a bee.
1: Well, Bugs Life versus Ants, Deep Impact versus Armageddon.
2: Yeah, Hollywood seemed to be out of ideas by '98. I guess so. A uh,
1: fact that has. Uh, oh, The Wedding Singer is the same year as, as as that. So, Wedding Singer, I would tell people to go see that. Wedding Singer is a much better
2: movie than The uh, Water Boy. Pretty...
1: Yeah, and how can it be that low? And I didn't even know it was the same year. Yeah. Anyway, people should go
2: see that. Yeah, The Horse Whisperer. God. Uh, yeah, it's... six
1: days, seven seven nights. Uh, Harrison Ford coming back to do a movie with David Schwimmer, what everyone was 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 wanting. And Anne Heche. Yeah, that's that wasn't the movie she went crazy on, was it?
2: I I, I don't remember. Who Star Trek
1: Insurrection? It? No not, idea. Not a great Star Trek
2: movie. Uh, some looks like a Spanish film made a list. Bloody at number twenty nine. Yeah, this was wow. This is just this as is, bad as the music list, really.
1: No, we, at least we That's know some. Of, oh, life! I liked Life is Beautiful. I did not see it, uh, and I think it at this point it's probably not as as well regarded as it was at the time because it got such. It was so popular. I think it got a little blowback, but it was a it was a good, funny movie about the Holocaust.
2: Yeah, when is. When is anybody except for Harry Shearer going to see uh, Jerry Lewis's Holocaust Clown movie?
1: I don't know. I don't think ever. He doesn't want anyone to ever see it.
2: Well, he's, he's got to die at some point.
1: Yeah, and he'll probably have it in, in his casket with him. Yeah. I am shocked it's never gotten up on YouTube because you'd think someone would have a copy of it. Someone who worked on it with him. He must have really been tight. Oh, look at this. 78 was Halloween. Seventy or 98 is Halloween H2O.
2: Oh, was that like a Rob Zombie remake or something?
1: Probably. No, it had Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think I don't think Rob Zombie was involved yet. Oh yeah, she wouldn't. She wouldn't do anything with his ass. Uh, how s- yeah, I, I I I I don't have many good things about to say about this. U.S. Marshals is interesting because it was a sequel to The Fugitive, using the least popular characters. Cast- yeah, <laughs> actors. No, nobody went to see The Fugitive to see Tommy Lee Jones, even though he's awesome. And, nobody, and then this one had Robert Downey Jr. and Wesley Snipes, and it's not a great movie. Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage, I, I feel like people make fun of that all the time.
2: Probably because it's terrible.
1: I've never seen it. Uh,
2: How Stella Got Her Groove Back,
1: which... That, there must be something on this list that's good. I, I didn't care for Ronan, but some people did.
2: Out of Sight was actually pretty good.
1: Out of Sight's on the list? Yeah, that's yeah, a great movie. Despite
2: the presence of Jennifer Lopez. Uh, yeah, I think I, that's one of the first George
1: Clooney movies where he's, he's doing things for him. Yeah. Yeah. I and guess at that point that was, that was both for, for them and for him. Like well, that Soderbergh. was
2: Soderbergh, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He, that was a, a popular movie, but it was also a good movie. A good, yeah. A good popular movie. So you got it, that. The uh, Elmore Leonard, uh, novel based on Elmore. Yeah. That's, I would say that's a great movie. I would tell people to see that Thin Red Line's a great movie. Thin Red Line is what Saving Private Ryan wanted to be.
2: Yeah, which I also haven't seen. Uh, Terrence Malick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nice The Roxbury, of course. Oh, God. Spice World.
1: Mercury Rising, which is... uh, built Bruce Willis and a little kid who has autism movie with Alec Baldwin as a bad guy. And I saw that, and I didn't care for it. So when I saw Sixth Sense, I was blown away because I was expecting another Mercury Rising because I saw it the opening night.
2: (laughs) Well, it's nice to have uh, somebody other than Bruce Willis playing somebody with autism. (laughs) The... Yeah, what else? Uh, yeah, Pride of Chucky. Well, if you look at number 69, uh, we have a parallel with, with 1978. Reissue of Grease. I don't even remember that being re-released in theaters. But uh, apparently it did well enough to get to number 69 for the year, ahead of uh, Polly and Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, this was This is not great. Oh, The Psycho.
1: Another remake, Oh Psycho god, that was, was that year this year, yep. That was terrible. Oh, Bullworth is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Warren yep. Beatty.
2: Yep, another another
1: Oh, Waking Waking the is a good movie.
2: Didn't see it. The Odd Couple Two was
1: who the hell was in the
2: Odd Couple? Alright, I gotta Wait, look this up. This it's is It's
1: Odd Couple Two. Oh, The Odd Couple Two was it was uh, right in between the grumpy old men movie, so Watermath L and Jack Lemon? Right, yeah. Oh they're taking advantage of that.
2: Never much of a Jack Lemmon fan. Always a big Walter Matthau fan.
1: Jack Lemmon, I haven't seen him in much, but I, from what I understand, uh, he's great in.
0: Clint uh, Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, he is.
2: Everybody's good at that. That's another. There's another writer-director who went over to the dark side. David Mamet. Yeah. How so? Oh, he just turned totally crazy conservative for some reason. I didn't know that. Yeah, he pulled a Dennis Miller. Uh, let's move on to TV shows, something
1: at least I Yeah, I, I think am maybe we'll with. like some of these TV shows. Oh, oh, I was fooled, and there's no way. I don't know why I thought this. Anyway, I looked at the list, and I just gave it a quick glance, and I saw number five, and I said, I had no idea, first of all, that th- that show's that old, and second of all, it was so so high in the ratings. But it was not Veronica Mars. In oh, fact, something no. called
2: Veronica's Closet, which I've never heard of. I think it was Kirstie Alley. Ah, okay. And she worked at like some lingerie place or something. I don't know. It was it wasn't good. But I think it followed. It was like part of the Thursday night comedy block on on uh, oh, was came NBC. So yeah, it probably came after Friends, which was number two. Er was number one. I liked her. Yeah, I liked it for a while until it got. Uh, redundant
1: i watched it like on on tnt years after it was on like every day they'd show an episode and i watched it piecemeal that way and i I thought it was a pretty interesting show well acted the writing's okay but they had very charming actors yeah
2: maura tierney oh yeah uh friends and which whatever it's not surprising that that's number two
1: no, I mean that owned in the '90s after Seinfeld left.
2: Yeah, Frasier.
1: I I liked it. I know you don't. I it's fun. It's another I don't...
2: comedy of misunderstandings thing.
1: Yeah, it's done.
2: Oh, it's much better than Three's Company. Yeah, but
1: but it it um, I don't know if it holds up very well. I haven't watched it in a while.
2: Yeah, I don't. Those things just make me uncomfortable for whatever reason. Um, we're gonna skip Monday Night Football and Veronica's Closet. Jesse, what? Oh, that was uh, Christina Applegate.
1: Really? I think so close, so close to uh, Married with Children. I thought Married with Children was still on at that point.
2: No, not by '98. I wouldn't think. But no, you're
1: right, Christina Applegate.
2: Um, Sixty Minutes, old warhorse coming in at numbers. Ooh, Touched by an Angel. The. Uh, <laughs> The maybe unfortunately titled uh God show.
1: Very unfortunately titled.
2: With it was o uh, Reese. Dela Reese, Sorry. yeah.
1: That was on for a long time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Del, you know, I was thinking if Dela Reese would be perfect if they if they do a Swamp Thing movie.
1: Uh I don't even know if she's still alive. R. I. P. CBS Sunday Movie. It, it's unbelievable that it's. I mean, nineteen ninety eight really is fifteen years ago. But it's, it's, it's crazy how much things have changed. There's no way that a, a Sunday movie would be not in the top ten for ratings,
2: or that there would even be a Sunday movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know
1: it's weird. Uh, why? Why would I watch a Sunday movie? I could just watch it on Netflix. Home
2: Improvement. Um. Obviously beloved by men everywhere. Uh, ooh,
1: ooh, ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. Yeah. I, who can? Who can resist that catchphrase? Or the yeah, neighbor was... whose whose mouth you never see?
1: It's <laughs> yeah. so witty. And all the kids were on the cover of T- Tiger Beat. Everybody, least, number 11 number eleven's a show that we both like a lot. Everybody, everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, we're
2: we're some of the few,
1: it seems. Guys, yeah, I, I I mean we, we can't, we're not. I think we're some of the few who are are often critical because it's a popular show. It's still on reruns and obviously makes money. And you talk to an average person, they like it. But if you talk to an average person who's like an average fan of, let's say Arrested development does not like everybody loves me. I
2: think comedy nerds kind of shit on it.
1: And I, I don't think they do it for good reason. I think they do it
2: because it was too popular. It was popular. I I think so too. I do hear a lot of people, you know, hate the mother-in-law or hate Deborah. But then after a while I'm like, well, maybe you just don't like women.
1: No, I don't, I don't, I don't think the mother-in-law was written
2: to be likable,
1: to be likable. No, and she I, wasn't. I don't think that's a reason not to like the show.
2: No. And you have to give Doris, Doris Roberts, you have to give her credit. I mean, she, Cause she
1: did exactly what she was paid to do. Yep. And, and then some, uh, I don't but, know the, the wife's name. I forget her name, but I think she's uh, Patricia Heaton. Yeah. She's a very, very funny actress. She's very good. Uh, she's good in the middle too, which is a show that's mm-hmm. on now. And uh, of course, the great Peter Boyle. Yes, the wonderful Peter Boyle. Yeah,
2: to me, the weak link was always uh, Robert.
1: Yeah, and Brad, I mean, Brad Garrett, he, was, he wasn't asked to do a lot. Oh, he won lots of awards for the show, though.
2: Yeah, which is weird. I yeah, he never, he never worked for me. But uh, well, then you got NYPD Blue and Law and Order. Uh, Law well, and who, Order in its fifty-eighth uh, season at this point. <laughs>
1: I, people still remember Low and Order now. I don't think NYPD Blue had the had. Uh, just, just people don't remember it nearly as well as Low and Order or ER. But it was it was one of the top dramas of the, of its time. Yeah, now, I'm not sure why it's not remembered. Maybe it doesn't get played in rerun. Maybe I have no idea why it's not remembered as well as ER, for example. I can I know why it's not remembered as well as Low and Order because Low and Order ran for a million years.
2: Yeah, the. I don't know either. Maybe it's because they got Zach from Saved by the Bell on there and Ricky Schroeder and shit later yeah, on. Maybe I you
1: know. guess. I mean, maybe it's because nobody wanted to see Sipowitz's butt in reruns.
2: No, they only wanted to see it uh, live to air.
1: And maybe if the show had been one now in high definition where we could see all the pimples, it would have been more popular.
2: It probably would. But, you know, he's he refuses to bear his ass anymore. He's like, you had your chance, America.
1: But he will ass his bear. A question or two. He
2: gave and gave of his ass to this country and we we repaid him by making him only number twelve in the ratings, so I don't blame him. Uh, the Drew Carey show. Eh.
1: I, I remember wanting to watch that and like it and the one the episodes I would watch would be funny, but it never drew me in to watch more. No,
2: it was it was just one of those that's like, eh, I guess it's on, I'm not gonna turn it, but
1: Uh, 2020 was, I guess, popular at the time because they had it on Fridays and Wednesdays.
2: Yeah. And Providence, nobody even knows what that is.
1: Okay, good. It's not just me. JAG. um, JAG beget NCIS, and they're all from the guy who did Magnum P.I. and Quantum Leap. Yeah.
2: uh, Weird that, you know, uh, JAG, a show about how to masturbate, did so well, but maybe not that weird, really.
1: (laughs) I don't know where you get that idea. How do you masturbate?
2: With a jaguar? With a jaguar's paw? That I keep by the side of my bed.
1: Fooled you. You gave me that information for free. I got paid for it. Becker? Ooh. Terrible Ted Danson post-Cheers. Uh, <laughs> they also had the top 25 rating for the CBS Tuesday movie.
2: Why were there so many movie
1: nights? It was before Cable had such a stranglehold. I guess... Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Alan McBeal at number 23, and a show that annoyed millions, but millions actually like, too.
2: I guess so. I, I've only ever spoken to people who had annoyed, so it's, yeah, it's weird.
1: But if you think about it, it had a great cast. It, it had, did, that Dancing Baby? Dancing Baby was the most wonderful thing that's ever happened to anybody. No, but I was more speaking of Gene Krakowski and Por- Portia de Rossi. Yes, and Lucy Liu.
2: All you Beyonces and Lucy Lou's—that's that's that's where Outkast got the idea. Watching Ali McBeal, that whole album was actually a concept album based on Ali McBeal. You go and listen, you'll see. Uh,
1: Some for some reason, Dharma and Greg is on the list twice, and (laughs) it was a bad show.
2: Yeah. It it was I guess it was just so bad they're punishing it by making it low in the ratings twice. Twice,
1: I I Dharma and Greg would have fit in pretty well in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, it would have. It was uh, very broad, uh, rich, uh, rich conservative versus hippie. Yeah,
2: yeah, one one actor with absolutely no charisma, and uh, and then one who's a Scientologist. Who always and, seemed to have charisma? I mean, I guess the crazy energy's got to go somewhere. Danny Elfman's niece as well. Uh, really? What's her name? Oh, Jenna Elfman. Oh, is that true? Uh,
1: I I think it's niece. I'm, it's not
2: daughter. Is Danny Elfman a Scientologist too? I don't know about that. Oh, man. we got to stop talking about it. Something bad's going to happen. The X-Files. Whoa, oh, wait.
1: this is what it is. He's, She's not... Related by blood. Oh, okay. She's married. She married to someone named Elfman. That's how she got her name.
2: Elfman was one of my favorite superheroes too. I'm waiting for that movie to come out.
1: It will be a good one.
2: With uh, Bob Newhart, starring Bob Newhart as Elfman.
1: Oh, I was thinking it was just about a, a an accountant, Daniel Elfman, Esquire, accountant law spin city
2: oh yeah that was you know it was whatever
1: and then it got shaky it in more ways than one i was just speaking of one making a very rude parkinson's joke i don't know what you're talking about oh
2: well i was talking about that as well and then also that it just wasn't that great uh x files number 28 this must have been the years when the x files was didn't even have Mulder and scully on it (laughs) i don't know why it would be down so low
1: no, I don't think Fox shows ever got much higher than this, though. Really? Yeah, I don't you think might be I right. They're... I don't think X Files was ever top ten.
2: Yeah, because Ally McBeal is the top placing Fox show on this list, and it was number twenty three. And uh, and uh, both had dancing babies. One was a dancing baby on on the uh, X Files because it was possessed by a demon.
1: The highest rank X Files ever got was in season five, where it was number eleven all right, this is, I don't
2: really need this information for anything.
1: Uh, <laughs> 60 Minutes 2, the sequel. Also, all, with, the news, all the news we gave you, what happened after? It was hosted by Paul Harvey. And
2: now you know the rest of the... And then he couldn't finish because he died. Right. Uh, he, he couldn't even finish his catchphrase on TV, just once. 60 Minutes 2, they really should... They really should do subtitles. If if ever there's a, a sequel, you got to do subtitles. 60 minutes.
1: Man, NBC must have really sucked. Why? Well, they, they had get- a Sunday Sunday night movie that came in 29th place. CBS had a Sunday night movie that came in ninth place. What were they doing wrong that be so far down? How how bad were the movie choices they made?
2: Well, maybe maybe they were showing Armageddon and Godzilla on their Sunday night movies. And CBS was, of course, showing I Spit on Your Grave. Um, yeah. Actually, not not very exciting years, either of
1: these. No. The, I'm kind I of ashamed the, to have picked them at random. The first the first time we did, well, I don't know if it was the first, but the last time we did that, that movie year for for the early one was terrific. And then the later one wasn't that bad either. But this year there was not many. You had to go really far down the list to find anything worth talking about. In the top ten was there was nothing except for a bugs life. I mean, something about marrying a bugs life are okay, but yeah, this is a bad year for all forms of pop culture. Yeah, and it's uh, the year I moved to California. No, no. Oh. the year after I moved to California. Oh, so it has no no bearing. None. Okay.
2: Uh. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't even know what to. Uh... I don't know, even know how to wrap this up. It was—they're both just kind of. eh.
1: Yep. Pretty much.
2: So for for people who look back fondly on their on either the year '78 or '98, um, you're you're mistaken. You're looking through rose-colored glasses, and uh, you're probably drunk or something, because they were not very good. Except for Chumbawamba, tub thumping. Recommendations, Asians, Asians. Hey, Pat. Alright, I'm going to do my recommendation. I think Pat's gone. And I'll try to get him back on. You know what? Hold on a sec. Alright, we're back. Uh, So I did have to restart my computer that time. So we just... Let's not ever mention Scientology again on this podcast. I think that's what causes all these problems. Uh, my m
1: says you're right to say that.
2: My recommendation, Asian Nation, is uh, The Fall. It's a TV show. I guess it's BBC um, starring uh, Scully, Gillian Anderson. Oh,
1: really? With her English accent? With huh? her English accent. Yeah,
2: she plays a a cop. It's like a procedural chasing after a serial killer in Northern Ireland. But, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. And they're on their second season now, so... How are you watching it? I don't really know that I'm required by law
1: to say. Okay, is that how you watch it? Okay. I wasn't sure if it was on Hulu or Amazon or anything.
2: Not to my knowledge. Maybe the first season is.
1: I had read that she her accent depends on who she's with, which I think is pretty neat.
2: Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, I know she lived in England as like a teenager for a while and stuff, so.
1: Right, and that, I mean... I I think a lot of people have that where when they're in a a specific way, they're kind of like sponges and the way they talk changes. And uh, apparently she's a person that's like that.
2: Yeah, we call them weak-willed. Yeah, that's my recommendation. What do you got?
1: I would recommend something that kind of X-Files-ish. It's a comic book called Deep State. uh, The first issue came out this month. And it's about basically men in black. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a twist or not. So we'll see, but the the first issue to, it talks about the 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 how the the moon landing was faked, but not for reasons you think. we were able to get to the moon, but when we got there, there was all kinds of evil creatures that that were uh, wreaking havoc. And uh, I guess the story's going to go from there. Fun story. Okay. And it has a Scully type character and a Mulder type character. Um, I don't know. It, it's not really the same types. It's not like there's a skeptic in a. But it has two FBI agents that are men in black. But I have high hopes for it. So it's it's like you know it's like when we talk about the first episodes of TV shows, you really can't tell much from a first right. issue. Or, but it this has uh, sharp writing, interesting. The characters are written pretty interestingly, and so I look forward to seeing where they go. I not super excited about the aliens on the moon, but maybe they're going to do neat things with it. So yeah. Also have a half a recommendation because I haven't read the whole thing, but have you read any of Adam Resnick's new book? It's called. No,
2: I totally want to read it though. Uh,
1: on, I forget what the name of it. Do you remember? Un, nope. On, un, uh, unaffiliated or unhitched something about on, uh, anyway, I read the first couple chapters because it's, 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 a bunch of anecdotes and it, I mean, his voice comes out really strongly. His, his, kind of an angry nerd, I guess you'd put it, or angry, smart guy who's not quite a nerd. Didn't, didn't go to the places where he's a, would be considered like he didn't go to places where he's among like-minded people. Right. It's a really fun read, uh, so far. It, it it details family. There's the, the the chapter that's I'm remembering the best was, uh, he. Uh, will not attend. His name of the book, but he, he went with his family to Disney World. He was forced by his evil sister-in-law, and his description of how of terrible Disney World is, is is hilarious. So, yeah, I would recommend that halfway. But since I haven't read the whole thing yet, well, I
2: can't imagine it's going to turn to shit toward the end.
1: No, no, it's right. probably going to be more of the same. All right. So, uh uh yeah, I guess I want to just. Uh, my sister died, and I. And we did the podcast. I just want to say it was a tough podcast to do because I was thinking of her and it's kind of sad. But Yeah, uh, and just, I mean, Noah. you
2: mean just, just died too. I mean, very, very. Yeah, late. yesterday. So, yes,
1: So, yeah. So if I know some family, I think listens to this and yeah, think of my sister. She's great. Her yeah. Was great. And,
2: uh, and thoughts she was to you all as well.
1: She was uh, mentally, I don't know how to put it, developmentally disabled is what they call. But when I was a kid, we always just said retarded, and it was not a big deal. So it's very funny when I would, and I, now I do it on purpose just to get a rise out of my nieces and nephews. But in the beginning, I would say, well, you know, Loretta can't do such and such because she's retarded. And they would get so angry that I would use such a bad word. So it's funny in how someone's lifetime, a word changes. Anyway.
2: Yeah, well thanks for uh thanks for doing the show i mean
1: you... yeah it was fun i wanted to take my mind off of things and yeah it, it fit, fit the bill so if you listen to this whole thing and you thought we were boring well i'll blame my sister thanks for dying and ruining the podcast
2: i i kind of always blamed her for our podcasts anyway i
1: know but i blame many people in your family for other things
2: yeah as well you should all right well uh here, I'm going to try to do it this time. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, I guess follow us on Twitter. Pat's doing some.
1: Yeah, stuff encourage on me to do more things. I I actually got favorited by something I put up on Twitter.
2: And uh, also, we're on. Uh, I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, yeah, we got. We
1: well, got. Tumblr Tumblr's Tumblr pretty fun just to fool with once in a while. But we also got an invitation to whatever that weirdo, non Facebook Facebook is. Oh, uh, Ello? Yeah, I didn't set it up, but we might be there someday.
2: That's great. I'm already on Ello, and I have not done a single goddamn thing on there.
1: Uh, <laughs> Much like everybody else on Ello. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, that's it. Oh, wait. Rate us highly on iTunes. Did I say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the main one. Just give us some stars on iTunes.
1: I And if you want to write a review, please do. We haven't checked for a while, so maybe there's a few in there.
2: Yeah, there could be.
1: Uh, And if you ever want to come on the show, you have any ideas, let us know.
2: Indeed. So, uh, well, thanks, Pat. Uh, Until next time, goodbye, everybody.
1: Goodbye.